What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation. I am joined today by Arnie Sape, who is he now. This guy has been in technology since 1996, working with Ion, the director of engineering at Trunk Club, which was acquired by Nordstrom. Actually, my wife incidentally worked at Trunk Club when we lived in Dallas. Um, he is now the VP of technology at Farmers Fridge, a super cool company that you've probably seen at an airport. Uh that's actually where I was introduced to them first where they make finding fresh and healthy food as easy as vending a candy bar, 400 smart fridges around the country. These guys did what so many have tried and failed to do in the past. It's like a salad vending machine, a healthy vending machine. The concept has been kicking around in people's brains for so long and people have tried it before, but man, it is complicated to do. Arnie and I met at an event. I was really impressed with, um, with him and what he talked about on stage. And so Wanted to chat with him, bring him on the podcast. Arnie, thank you for joining us and giving hey, ovation. Thanks for having me, Zach. I'm pretty excited to be here. So, so Arnie, first of all, tell us tell us a little bit about um, what you do as the VP of Tech at Farmers Fridge. Well, you know, there's a lot to uh, you know. We're a food company, which it seems like there wouldn't be that much tech, but there's a lot behind it. I mean, we have to a we bring in fresh ingredients every day and take that all the way to a finished product product and distributed across the United States every day. So we have to support all the procurement processes, all the, how do you wash it, chop it, all the getting the right quantities to produce the right number of jars, to distribute it, make sure that nobody not, you know, short or overage jars because you, uh-huh. don't, want, you don't want to create waste, but also you well, don't want to lose any opportunity, right? So And your shelf life is not a candy bar shelf life, you know, right. and you can't just have a bag of chips and, and let it get to 104 yeah. degrees inside the vending machine. And like, we have over a 90% sell-through for the product we distribute across the country. So uh, really? with the really short shelf life, there's a lot of tech between figuring out where to put that. And on the other side, we've got our customers, right? We've got to give them a great experience because not a lot of people, as you point out, have seen sales in a vending machine, right? You want to make that experience compelling. You want them to look at it, see it, right? And want to get that salad, right? Look at it. If you see that vending machine and you, you see it and you go, oh, that's cool. Let me mess with it so that you actually vend it and get to the food. And when you get to the food, the food has to be better than your expectations because you're looking at a vending machine going, how good can a salad be? Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. The food has to be better, but we have to make sure the tech puts the food in the front, right? So people always want to see that food and try it. So, so I know one of the things that you've been able to do very successfully is use data. And when we met at the conference, that was something that we chatted about was the using data because it's such a, a fragmented world out there uh, with data. And it's a lot of people talk about data, but it's, it's a dirty word and, and they haven't figured out how to really leverage it. So I guess two parts. One, how have you successfully leveraged data? And then part two, what advice would you have to other restaurant brands that are looking to, to leverage their data? Like where, where do they start? Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't start like we did, but their data is key to, you know, you have to understand your customers. You, you know, ideally you have to know what they want better than they do, 
<laughs> so you how, can, do you, how do you do that? So you have to gather all their, you know, transactions and uh, their interactions with you, their shopping patterns and kind of connect that all up and give yourself a picture of who they are, what they respond to. Right. And you can kind of do these market uh, micro targeted uh, interactions. Right now that's at our scale as a restaurant. I think there are tools that help you gather that information and you probably, you know, we, you won't have the scale of data we do, but you should also know your customers very well, right? So that you can say, like, I'm running a special. Uh, you like type food A, which is likely you like this one. So let me let me hit those people that are most likely to react to this, give them some sort of incentive so they try something new on my menu because obviously variety is a big thing. So there are tools out there that will help you gather that information and really target those kinds of things because you can always do a broad blast but it's more effective to hit the people and give them a good incentive to get them to act, you know, uh, in a way that makes them happier. Right. So, so how do you, how do you collect customer data when you're running a, uh, I know you call them fridges, but like they're, Mm -hmm. they're, you know, it's a smart vending machine, right? Yeah. There's, there's, uh, algorithms to essentially, you know, like, uh, we have, credit card, when you run a credit card, there's public information on that credit card. Right. It's just the way they work. Right. Um, there are, we try to get them to sign up for a mobile app. We have a mobile app. We know your interactions on that. Oh, we have a delivery site. So people are interacting on that. We can gather all that information and kind of connect a picture for that person and get a good look of how they've worked with us in the past. Right. Um, so there's algorithms to connect all that. As if you're a restaurateur, you don't want to write that, right? You want to buy somebody who will help you connect that pool of information and give you a picture of that. But it gives you a nice, robust picture of how the person works. And the goal with that is to make their experience better, right? You want them to be happier with your experience. You want them to get offers and get things that engage them, right? It's all about making everything better for them. And not, you know, you don't want to trick people. You want to make people happy. Yeah, absolutely. And and by the way, what what percentage of your, uh, what percentage of your guests are cash, as opposed uh, to credit? We're all uh, we're all credit. Oh, so, all credit. So you uh, credit or a coupon, you know, there, there's incentives you may not pay, uh-huh. uh, but if you are paying, you're running your credit card because it's that's you know either through the mobile app, you know. You could also do uh, alternates like uh, PayPal. Uh, we oh, have, uh, but you know, but other than that, it's either credit card or PayPal, but some sort of transaction thing. So everything we have is electronic. So you've been there for over three years now. What's been something that's been most surprising to you over the last three years of of going from, you know, because you've done a lot of really deep tech in um, and you know run your own tech consultancy and work for these large companies and. What was something that was surprising coming into Farmer's Fridge? You know, I kind of knew it, but, you know, it's always when you think of food, you don't really think of tech. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I've spent a lot of time in tech. But when I got here, I mean, there's there's deep, challenging problems. There's a lot of data problems. There's a lot of implementation problems. There's a lot that we can do to make the business run smoother. I mean, our goal is to make everybody else's job easier. So you have to recognize bottlenecks, you have to recognize waste and using the lean sense of waste, like inefficient time or actual physical waste, like we're uh-huh. producing too many beans and you know, you're know you throwing them out at the end. So how do we recognize that situation so it doesn't happen? 
So all of those challenges, and then as we talk a lot about, how do you appeal to the customers, right? How do you make mm-hmm. all those things happen? So it was, it's a very deep tech challenge, but then you always have to remember our primary purpose is to get the food in front of people, right? Not the tech. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's that's a really interesting concept. Like you can't obfuscate the the food. Like the whole point of it isn't the fact that you create cool tech. And I think a lot of times when you start going down the rabbit hole of tech, there's all these things that you can do, you can do, you can do. I think at the end of the day, it's what's creating the best experience for the guest. Right. right. Now, one of the things that's interesting is you talked a little bit earlier about educating the guests. What, what are some, or I guess, do you call them customers or guests? What do you call them? Uh, we usually call them customers, but you know, guests is fine too. Uh, you know, I know. I'm just no I, place know, to sit down for us, so it's hard that's to call. That's true. Them. <laughs> All right, it's just it's just so weird talking to a, a restaurant company of like well, a food company where it's not like guests, you know. Right. But how do you how did you find the best way to educate them? I know that one of the things that you guys do a great job of is your vending machines look very different mm-hmm. than the typical vending machine, and it's very colorful, and you can see. Um, like you can see the food really well. Like it's, it's just like a really, it, it's cool. Well lit. Yeah. Um, what are some ways that some tips that you think might be able to, to translate to a restaurant of like, how do you, how do you educate a customer that's walking by the front of your store better around what you do and entice them to come in? You know, like the, what I love about uh, and our, our, we call them fridges, right? Our vending machines have looked like this since I've been here, but important part aspect of it is not only attention grabbing it's clean looking it's it's well lit but you also see on it there's you know like uh there's pictures of fresh ingredients and things so it immediately grabs you not just an attention you just but you don't even have to look very close at it to figure out what we stand for right yeah we're here to provide fresh food um and i think you know that's something as a restaurant as well i mean if your frontage gives a a is attention grabbing and but it has to be more than attention grabbing. It has to also immediately convey your message, right? What are you trying? What makes you different than all the other ones around you, right? And, you know, I have to credit Luke as our CEO. I'm sure he was very big on that, but he was big on the design and the aesthetic of the thing. And I think it is something, you know, when you walk, the best way for us to find customers is they walk by us. Yeah, um, right. And that, that's how I first found you guys. And I thought it was such a fascinating thing. And Honestly, I'll, I'll be totally honest. The, the first time I saw it, I didn't buy anything because I was like, "There's no way. There's no <laughs> way a salad, like healthy food in a in a fridge." Um, it, it just like, but I love the concept. And the second time I saw it, I tried it, and I was like, I'm very surprised, you yeah. know. And I think that's that's the thing that you know. One thing that you have up against other people is that, again, you, you know, you say fridge customers look at it and they say vending machine. And the nice thing is no one expects anything, but, you know, uh, a candy bar and chips out of a vending machine. And so your competition is so low end that you're able to surprise and delight and you're not selling. They're they're not super expensive, which is another surprising thing with all of the operations that goes into making it. I was shocked that they weren't like, you know, $20 a salad. How, How do you do that? Uh, yeah, it is, it is amazing. We, you know, there, there's a number of ways of doing it, you know, there's, there's, but you know, yeah. <laughs> and we have, uh, we have a chef obviously. So, you know, first of all, you need to start with a chef because you've got to be, got to produce good food. Right. Uh, and then they pass it off to an innovation team who takes those, 
those recipes and figures out how to mass produce them. Um, and they're very good at, they'll usually change, tweak the ingredients and, and do it. They're very good at figuring out what ingredients can go together and still maintain a decent shelf life. Yeah. Because, you know, certain things go into a salad, they will cause other things to rot, right? So uh-huh. they'll kind of tweak the ingredients so that we get a decent shelf life, which is important, right? So you is, get it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because I think that having that fresh, it's it's all about that guest experience. And, yeah. and, uh, I guess going to the next question of like, what is an important to you? What's the most important aspect of guest experience nowadays? You know, that for us, that's a little unique. Um, but I, I think I said it earlier. I, in my opinion, we not only have to be good, we have to be better than you think we can be. Right? I we love that to, idea. You know, we have to surpass your expectations. As you said, I had the same reaction, by the way. First time I tied farmer's fridge, um, I was uh, working in an office building in Chicago and when I would work through lunch, I would have to go down to Starbucks and get food. And let's just face it, Starbucks lunch food sucks, right? Yeah, yeah. Unless, unless you're down for like a chocolate croissant. And, yeah, you know, chocolate like... croissant. But if you grab one of their salads or one of their sandwiches, you're never happy about that choice, right? No, no. And they put a farmer's fridge right next to it. And I hadn't heard of it yet. And so I was kind of joking exactly like you did. Somebody was like, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, I got to go down to Starbucks and get lunch. And they're like, no, you, there's a there's a vending machine next door. And I'm like, oh yeah, salads out of a vending machine. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you, just like what it conjures in your mind of this wilted right. lettuce and this spoiled grapes and these yep. stale croutons. And and uh, she was telling me, she's like, no, 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 you should really try it. It's good. And I did. And that was exactly my experience. I'm like, wow, this is actually And then they got good. your credit card data, came to your house and said, hey, do you want to work with us? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but, they, that is that. for us, we have to, we, you know, everybody has to do that with your restaurant. Your food has to be good. But for us, it really has to surpass your expectations because if you're going to try us out of a vending machine and you go, wow, this is actually a really fresh salad. I, I, you know, I kind of expected what I would get out of one of those little plastic containers out of the grocery store, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's, this is not grocery store sushi quality food. I mean, this is like restaurant quality food in, in a jar, which is like super cool. Um, What are some successful things that you've seen or tried lately? Any, any tips for our listeners? I think it's the standard things, you know, like uh, I go into the tech stuff we're trying, but just as far as food, um, you know, you have to have your staples and you have to always be very consistent with those, right? So wherever you try one of our staples uh, across the country, it has to taste the same, you know, like it has to be consistent and it has to be an experience that, you know, and the other thing is variety, right? And, and we do quite a bit of changing of our menu so that, you know, people can try new things because uh, no matter how good your stuff is, people get, you know, people want to experience something new. Um, so yeah. some of that is our own stuff. We also have done chef collabs. We've worked with chefs in multiple cities. Oh, interesting. So you ha- you will have regional regional flavors. And yeah, they'll like uh, produce a, a recipe for us and we'll sell that for a while. So It's know, funny because like, I'm from Jersey and I went there and I didn't see any cigarette or beer flavors in <laughs> yeah, your exactly. salad, which I thought would be, you know, from my home state. <laughs> yeah. so there's, there's a funny, uh, when we first went to New York and Jersey, there's a pretty funny story about, uh, so we basically took the food we sold in the Midwest and- sold it in New York and New Jersey. And that was not long after I started. So about three years ago and uh, cheese cubes are very popular in the Midwest. 
but nobody eats cheese cubes on the East coast. Zero, <laughs> zero people eat <laughs> cheese took, cubes. Yes. It took us about three months to figure out like, Oh, people just aren't going to eat the cheese cubes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, we we prefer bagel and locks. You know, if you, <laughs> yeah. you put that there, we'll we'll do that. Um, love that. Well, Arnie, uh, who who deserves an ovation in the restaurant industry? Who is somebody that we should be following? Uh, you know, somebody who did a chef collab with us. Uh, I like Rick Bayless. He does. Uh, he's got a lot of good restaurants here in Chicago. Um, obviously, one Top Chef Masters. Um, he the collab he did with us was. Uh, Red chili braised pork, I believe, bowl was excellent. Oh, but, wow. Um, he also, just last year, he did a, he wrote a play. Um, oh. And it was a play here in Chicago where it was actually, I think it was a recipe for disaster, I think is what it was called. And they actually nice. did it as the back of a restaurant. So, like, you got to watch them going through, like, I think they were having uh, some celebrities come through. So, they were preparing this meal. But they actually prepared the meal, really, while doing the play and they were serving the audience food and it's the play. So like, Oh, super cool idea. And it was also, some of it was like, things are getting screwed up in the kitchen. So some of the food was actually not good. You know, like it was actually part of the play that they screwed up the the dish. (laughs) Um, Wow. So it was a really cool thing. So I just think he's a cool guy. So, and yeah, obviously he's a great chef. So uh, I'll go with the Rick Bayless. Awesome. Well, how do people find and follow you and farmer's fridge? Yep. Uh, you know, we're at Farmer's Fridge on both uh, Twitter and Instagram, so you can find us there. Our marketing team does a really fun feed of stuff. So if you want to follow us and see what's going on there, you can also uh, got uh, we've got uh, www.farmersfridge.com. You can order delivery from us for 42 states. And you can also see what's going on there with our new menu items and stuff. And the marketing team does a pretty good job keeping that up to date too. All right, that is super cool. Well, for showing us how cool it is, to be a nerd nowadays, because you are just certified cool, Arnie. And I appreciate you coming on and sharing with us what's going on at Farmer's Fridge and what you're up to. So thanks for joining us on Give an Ovation. Yeah. And thanks so much for having me, Zach. Had a lot of fun. Glad you're with us today. And thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.